0: No, I'm not a snack at all. Baby, I'm the whole damn meal. We got Lizzo coming up here on Album Roulette. another episode of Album Roulette, the random podcast about random music. As always, I'm your host, Ryan Jennings, and joining me are my two co-hosts, Luke Gerkey, Hello. And Kyle Shaughnessy. What's up? Guys, how's the week been for you?
1: It's been a banner week uh, here in North Carolina. Um, We are hopefully going to start turning the wheels on opening up uh, our facility pretty soon here and uh, everything's looking, looking really good. So that's awesome. Life is good.
0: That's good. Kyle, how about yourself?
2: Yeah, we, uh, Hannah and I took a much needed uh, getaway to the Lake of the Ozarks this past weekend for, you know, just, just a, a different scene um you know didn't do much cuz the weather was pretty chilly um but it was it was nice to just get out of our house for a couple of days and and mix up the routine did you see marty bird while you were there didn't run into marty i think it's off season for him um actually did you guys know that there is a restaurant down there called marty birds nice really yeah yeah oh the they're definitely trying to profit off of off of the show, which which I don't blame them.
1: Yeah, it's a great yeah, idea. It's a great show. We are making reference to the show Ozark, which is available from Netflix. Um, and I think it's a show that all three of us have enjoyed quite a bit. I'm a little bit behind on the times, uh, but it is there.
0: Yeah, I will say I have not enjoyed it as much as Outer Banks,
1: <laughs> uh, which I did finish this week. Album Roulette, brought to you by Red Oak and the Outer Banks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, my life is a little bit emptier without the the antics of John B. and company. So uh, I I filled that by now watching Waco.
2: Yeah, we started that too. A dope show too. I don't get cults, man. I don't get cults. They're they're like, I mean, I I understand them and how they form and, and whatever, but it's just kind of like, it's bizarre and creepy that like these things exist.
1: It's yeah, it is amazing that somebody has that much power and influence right? over somebody. And like, I mean, that the dude that's portrayed, um, I can't remember his name, but uh, the philo- I think he's a religion professor of like a smart, smart people mm-hmm. who were in that compound. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of frightening, honestly.
0: Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and make a pact now. Uh, if any of us end up in cults, we promise to tell the other. Uh, we'll let you know. OK. Um, and if a cult does form from album roulette, this was not our intention at all. But we'll take it.
1: Maybe it was all along. Who knows?
0: Uh, This is I. The day that I'm sitting in court, and this uh, this episode gets played for the (laughs) yeah, gets played as evidence. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty rough.
2: Um,
0: I can only imagine that they will use Kyle and mine's fascination with Outer Banks as a plea for insanity at that point. So
1: that's fair. That's fair. But Luke, you haven't started that, right? The Outer Banks? Right. Yeah. I uh, just have too much going on. What you is know, just... <laughs> wrong with you?
0: You live in North Carolina. It is, it is essentially a documentary about North Carolina. Yeah.
1: As well, as you know, it's always dusk in North Carolina. It's, yes. It's, uh, it's kind of like the reverse of Alaska. It's <laughs> always <Yeah>. kind of <laughs> How about that ending though,
2: Ryan? Before we jump into this, Ryan, that ending of the season? I'm pumped for season Dude. two.
0: I have quite a few questions about how it ended and I I don't want to spoil anything because hopefully all of our listeners are, are getting into it now, but I have some questions, but I'm, I'm ready. I am fully ready for season two to come out in about two years when all of the actors (laughs) are too old to be playing high schoolers.
2: So.
1: Right. (laughs) They're already too old.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: I think they're like 16 in the show. Like, no.
0: I'm sorry, you didn't look like that. You didn't look like John B. when you were 16. Okay. This is a, this is a podcast about music. And uh, you may know that if you listened to last week's episode, when we did discuss at length uh, Justin Bieber's purpose, a uh, lot of good opinion on it. Some of us concerned about getting too deep into the shallow end, uh, if I remember correctly. But this week, uh, we are taking a look at Lizzo's 2019 album, Cause I Love You. Uh, The most recent album to be picked from our list thus far, and definitely a departure from, I think, what we were used to in the previous three episodes. Obviously, for most of our listeners, Lizzo requires no real introduction, uh, thanks to her meteoric rise in 2019. Uh, She was born Melissa Vivian Jefferson, for all you trivia heads who need that information, and has actually been performing and producing music for nearly a decade after leaving school in Texas and moving to Minneapolis. Uh, Cuz I Love You was actually her third studio album released, but the first to see mainstream success, thanks in a large part to the popularity of prior singles uh, like Truth Hurts and Good as Hell. Neither single was included on the original release of this album, but were later added as part of the deluxe and super deluxe releases. Uh, Cuz I Love You debuted at number 6 on the Billboard Top 200, and eventually peaked at number 4 while also earning a Grammy nod for Album of the Year. Uh, She did lose out to Billie Eilish for Album of the Year honors, But Lizzo did manage to take home awards for Best Urban Contemporary Album, Best Pop Solo Performance for Truth Hurts, and Best Traditional R&B Performance for Jerome. So still a pretty successful year at the Grammys for Miss Lizzo. This was actually uh, one of the few albums I submitted that I had yet to fully listen to. So to be honest, I was not 100% sure what I would find. And I have to say what I did discover was Lizzo has an innate ability to create genre blending sounds and feels while also showcasing a powerful voice paired with positive lyrics. Simply put, this album is fun as hell. Now, before we go any further, it sounds like our good friend Joe is back and ready to share his fast fact minute.
3: Oh, God. (laughs) Take it away, Joe. And welcome back to Album Roulette's Fast Fact Minute. I'm your host, Joe. Lizzo, a.k.a. Melissa Jefferson, has been loving herself for quite some time. Why, you ask? Well, just ask her album, Because I Love You. She may be the queen of feeling herself and bad bees, but... She's not the only royalty with some sass. In 2014, Lizzo worked with Prince on his album "Polectrum Electrum for the song Boy Trouble. And if working with a Prince wasn't enough, she claims Detroit, Michigan as home. Now, Detroit is the home to King of Trucks, Ford. The King of Trucks has been making noise since 1903, just a tad longer than the Queen Lizzo herself. Though she hasn't been around for long, her net worth has soared over $10 million. Now that's roughly 250 new 2020 Ford F-150s XLTs. Talk about feeling good as hell. And that's it for me. I'm out of here, folks. Wow,
0: Joe. Thank you for all that information about Lizzo and the Ford Motor Company. Quite the eye-opening discussion he brought, right, guys?
2: It's crazy how he, uh,
1: the connections that Joe can make. I just don't have the vision he does. And what a voice <laughs> for radio. What a voice. I mean, goodness mercy.
0: Yes, and if you'd like to uh, voice your concern that Joe take over this entire podcast, you can reach us uh, at info at albumroulette or go to our Instagram page at albumroulette.
1: Was it info at albumroulette dot? Com? yes sorry.com. dot com okay.
0: <laughs> yeah com not dot edu not dot org not dot xxx we're not responsible for any of those aforementioned websites
2: i feel like you you missed an opportunity to make a, a pretty poor pun uh with your intro ryan you said the album was fun as hell and that just you know i feel i was just waiting for you to say good as hell i mean that it was just begging for you do you want to run it back
0: no i i stick with my words <laughs> my words are etched in stone
1: no, man, you nailed that intro. I thought that was good. Yeah, that was, thank that you. was really good. Mine, it sounds like I'm just like a third grader reading his speech <laughs> for a class, so that's, I nailed it.
0: I don't know if that's fair to third graders, but we'll let it stand. <laughs> so, guys, was this the first time that you actually heard Lizzo? Uh,
2: for me, no, this, this was not. And honestly, I was not looking forward to uh, this week's album. Um, I, just being completely honest, fucking hate her two singles, Truth Hurts and Good As Hell. I can't stand them. I think they are completely overplayed on the radio. I was, uh, the last time I traveled with Hannah, actually, I think we were in Phoenix. We got in an Uber from the airport and the guy, as soon as we got in the car, you know, Lizzo was on the radio and he switched the radio station to another radio station and the same fucking song, Truth Hurts, was on another radio station this dude spoke not a lick of English, except he turned around and said, she is on every damn radio station <laughs> and proceeded to turn off the radio for the rest of the 25 minute drive to our hotel. So um, I kind of have the same feeling as him when it comes to those two tracks. I was, I was not looking forward to it because I really can't stand those songs. However, when I turned on this album, man, was I wrong. I mean, it was, it was incredible. I had a blast listening to it. Hannah had a blast listening to it. I know you guys had a blast listening to it because you you messaged me throughout the entire week. Um it was awesome and and we're going to get into it here uh, in a little bit but um yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised uh with how much I enjoyed um you know this album. So, you
0: you've painted this picture for me of this guy going to like English, as second language classes, just to learn how to say, this song is on every damn station and that's it. He left the class immediately after he learned that and became an Uber driver. The
2: thing was we had the same exact thought. He just (laughs) turned around and said it. Like I didn't want to be rude because I was the passenger in his car, right? Maybe he liked it and he just liked the other radio station. I don't know. Um, But I was glad that he kind of voiced the same opinion that I was thinking.
1: Uh, and I guess I am on the opposite, complete opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, when we announced this album during the recording of the last, uh, the last podcast that we did, I had to Google who Lizzo was and I could hear my wife ye- yelling from the other room. You'll like it. I've been telling you for years. Um, <laughs> so uh, I did, I really, really liked it. Um, but I have literally never heard of Lizzo. Um, I work with kids uh, in my, in my, regular career uh so this is not a an album that i would feel comfortable just jamming out with a bunch of uh with a bunch of children um but uh so i never i've just missed it i've just completely missed it i don't listen to the radio at all um i very very i think i put like 500 miles on my truck last year um i don't drive very often so yeah i was i had no exposure um it was it was it was awesome i i really enjoyed it and um you know i i did i just I can't believe I've never heard of it. But it's also it's also no wonder that someone that's never in the car and listens to radio uh, never heard of this. But, uh, yeah, I, I loved it.
0: Yeah. And, and Kyle, I wholeheartedly agree with you that both Truth Hurts and Good as Hell are overly played by radio stations. And it's bad. I can't tell you how many times I've been driving on, like, a commute to and from work, and I hear it on two stations at the same time. And that's a – it's a tough part about the radio and the commercial cycle of music now. And and through my research too, like of this album, you know, those two singles weren't really her priority picks for the singles that would be released. Obviously it's worked out for her in the end. Uh, I don't think we would be sitting here talking about this album if it wasn't for Truth Hurts or Good As Hell. Um, To be completely honest, we probably wouldn't be sitting here talking about this album if Gritty, the Philadelphia uh, Flyers mascot, hadn't parodied the album cover on his Instagram account because that's when I was like, okay, like, what is this? Went back and and started getting more into it. Um,
2: But you're right. This album is just, it's a fucking riot. I listened to this album more than I've listened to the, the 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 previous episodes albums um it was throughout the week but our, my kind of first list, listen was in the car driving to to the lake with Hannah and was just like you know hey let's just put it on let's let's just listen to it for fun and then you know I'll do a l- little bit more of a critical listen later and it it was every song was was something different the message was very similar uh and I and I appreciate the message and the theme that she had throughout the entire Um, album and what I appreciate is how she voiced that same theme and message throughout the album but differently on every single track every track sounded different you know it was all kind of upbeat it was really um, unique to listen to and that my ears were interested in the next track and the next track and the next track there was never a point in this album where I was like skip let's go to the next one or um, you know kind of taking a break from listening to, to, you know, the song and and we'll get back to the next track. It was, you know, it was banger after banger after banger and, and Hannah loved it. And, and, you know, I just appreciate there aren't many albums these days, um, or really ever that, that from, from start to finish, the listeners are like, wow, that was, that was incredible. Like that was a, that was a work of art.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a damn good ride. And Luke, I think you've got a pretty good story about what happened when you started listening to it. I, I think I believe it was immediately after we finished recording the uh, Bieber podcast, you went and started listening, right?
1: Yeah, so I'm a big believer in the All idea right. that Did oh. you say believer? Believer. Uh. Believer. <laughs> we almost had, yeah. we almost you had, had him. him. <laughs> him. Sidetrack. Um, <laughs> I, I, I did listen to his new track with Ariana Grande Grande? Grande. Grande. Uh, Oh my god. If you needed proof, here it is. Don't make fun of someone if they misspell a word. It just means they learned it when they were reading. Um, (laughs) But it's a good track. Like, I I liked it. And it's probably because he had... Ariana Grande kind of holding him up but uh, uh now I'll give Beebs the credit it was it was good it was a good a good song so if you guys haven't listened to it yet it was released uh on Spotify I think last Friday um and and it's really cool and and honestly fits the theme um but yeah like um what was your question, Ron? Oh yes. Uh, so listening to it. Sorry, I interrupted. You're you're, you're a big believer in. Uh, I'm a big believer that that to really do like a critical list of an album, you need to listen to it through headphones. Um, you know, it, it, you just you hear nuances and intentional uh, pieces, especially working with stereo effects that you just don't hear through a through a, like a big stereo system. Um, and uh, my wife and I kind of sat down in the bed, and immediately uh, after kind of opening it up with with because i love you the big bum 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 i was like nope we're listening to this on the subwoofer like we're we're (laughs) this needs a subwoofer so like 11 30 12 o'clock at night we're just like just rocking the rafters with because i love you um just just loving every second of it
0: dude it it is so refreshing to finally pick an album that opens with a just opens with a good song i think we've all of the albums we've reviewed or talked about thus far we've always been like well this isn't i don't know why they're opening with this you know center of attention had their intro track that's like 40 seconds and then done trace, um, trace's intro was, song was, was all trace had, yeah. you're right windfall. trace, yeah. the best trace song. <laughs> had windfall
1: yeah but yes yeah. Uh, a, like banger though is is. Define banger. I guess that that you guys have used that term a lot um, okay. in our Discord channel um, or server. Or I whatever
0: have. Uh, I subscribe to the bop jam banger scale of music. Okay. Uh, Go on. So, and it, it's an ascending scale. Um, and listeners, if I do get this out of order, I apologize. But uh, to me, like a bop is just something that you bop your head to. It's a good enough song. It gets that tiny bit of mute movement. Um, a jam is like, oh, this is my, like, think of a jam as you're at a wedding and a song comes down, and you're like, this is my fucking jam. And you go straight to the dance floor and you jam to it. That's a jam. A banger is in a whole nother rarefied. A banger is like, you lose it. And I don't care when you're listening to it, if it's in the car, if it's, you know, playing down, da- like, it no matter where you hear it, it gets you and it moves you. you that turn, is a banger. It's a
2: banger. You turn up, you you turn up the radio or the or the dial all the way up. Like yeah, you turn it up, windows down. Everybody is 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 jamming. Um, because I love you is is definitely. I would be comfortable classifying
0: it as a banger because my first listen, I tried to pass it off while working from home. So I'm on my computer and I queue up because I love you. And no joke, I couldn't get through the track without turning it over to my, just like you, I had to put it on the speakers and let it go. And I was out of my chair, just like, I had to stand up and dance. It is so good. It gets you, it is. And, and this album just hits you over and over with like, right in that jam or banger spectrum. Uh, it's it's impressive what what she's able to accomplish. Now, I do want to take a moment. This is a 2019 album. And I know today, as we're almost halfway through 2020, that feels like 2019 feels like decades ago now. So I do want to take a moment and maybe talk a little bit about what our 2019s were like, uh, just to give some reference, because it, it, they just feel like such golden days that we long for now that we're all, uh, you know, sheltered in place and working from home.
1: So I'll be completely honest. I am currently Googling what happened in 2019 <laughs> because it does. It feels so long ago. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just going to stall for a second while I. <laughs> That's okay. Because I can,
0: 2019, was a, 2019 was a big year. And uh, if you know me and my fandom, you know where this is ending up. In 2019, for the first time in franchise history, Oh, the St. Yes, Louis right. Blues won the Stanley Cup. I like. I'm gonna have to have a child to top that moment at this point because. I just, I still watch the videos and I still get choked up and I still get excited. Like when it's counting down at the end, I can still remember like losing control of who I was for a moment because it finally happened. And, and no joke, and, and Luke has, has seen me probably at my worst in blues fandom all those years that I was in North Carolina and they were getting dispatched by the Blackhawks or the Minnesota Wild. I honestly thought it would never happen. And for the run that they went on and everything that happened in 2019, like, look, if if this whole pandemic ends the
2: world, like thank goodness the blues gave us a proper send-off. They they were the last the last ones to, to win it. You know. I know. I, I don't think there's gonna be an end to this season, um, but you never know. I will say, you know, I'm I'm a big sports fan. I, I enjoy the blues. I'm not as big as a fan as Ryan is, but the 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 vibe of the city for those couple months that they were in the playoffs was incredible. It was, it was electric. Even if you weren't a hockey fan or you knew anything about hockey, you were a blues fan during that time because everybody was. And like, it was, there was just this weird electricity when you walked outside and it was, it was awesome. Um, I will say, you know, Ryan mentioned his, his, his sport is hockey. Mine, mine's baseball. So um, 2019, the Cardinals actually made it back to the playoffs after four year, Four years of being absent, and they uh, they went on to the NLDS or the NLCS. Actually, uh, they didn't they didn't win, um, but they lost to the eventual World Series champions. So that was exciting having having baseball in the fall again. Um, so that that's what I remember is is the Cardinals making it back to the playoffs. It was actually a pretty actually thinking back, it was an incredible sports year for St. Louis. Lose won the Stanley Cup. Cardinals made it back to the playoffs and won the NLDS, went to the NLCS. St. Louis got awarded a MLS team. Um, so in 2022, they'll be getting a soccer team here. Um, St. Louis was awarded an XFL team, which has since... Which they've lost. <laughs> since
1: came and gone. But
2: um, yeah, 2019 was, was, was pretty cool for the city of
1: St. Louis. You know, honestly, what I found on the list that I just... it Again, it just kind of like age is the last year um the fire in notre dame was a little over it was almost 13 13 months ago and oh my gosh you're right that's not that long i mean that's 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 crazy that that's the one that kind of blew my mind um but related to just kind of like the very like girl power vibe of this album um the us women's soccer team uh had triumphed in the uh in the uh, FIFA world women's World cup uh as well as we had our first women's only spacewalk uh which were two kind of cool things that i found um but awesome. uh, yeah, I, like I said, I had to Google it, which is weird. Cause yeah. I lived in 2019 <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <I right>. was, <laughs> I was paying attention, I, but I, yeah, it just feels, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know about you two. Uh,
0: and this may just be the circumstance of our time and, and how dominant and amazing that team is. But I grew up playing soccer. I played soccer in high school in my lifetime. I've definitely watched at least twice as much women's, U.S. team soccer than any men's soccer combined in my whole life. Um, I adore, I absolutely adore that team. I think they're, like, you know, I don't want to get us off on a tangent, but. don't uh, no, man, girl power. I really,
1: like, it's awesome. Like, I think I, it's. It's an, <laughs>
0: abs- it's an absolute travesty for all the goodwill that that team brings to our country as a whole that they are not paid on a fair share with their male counterparts, who are objectively not a very good team in the grand scheme of things. Like, the women's soccer domination is, is unheard of. And, and I continue to hope that they're given the credit that they deserve because. They're fantastic. And, and I'm entertained
2: every time I watch them. Yeah. It just like kind of how I hinted when, when the blues were in the playoffs and the Stanley cup, the kind of electricity that was around the city, whenever us women's soccer is playing, I like feel proud that like I'm from America. That's one of the only (laughs) few times that I am right. It's not, not very often that I am, but like when they are out there on the field, just fucking kicking ass. Um, it's it's cool, and I'm and I'm I'm excited that like I can call them like the team that represents me. So,
0: absolutely, yep. they're a special team, and and we appreciate the work that they do. So, so yeah, after taking such a long look back <laughs> at 2019, <laughs> um, let's dive into this album. Uh, we kind of touched on initial thoughts when the album was was picked and I think both of you talked a little about initial listening well we all did uh talked about
2: initial listening experience. So guys favorite track, what do you got? Dude, I, I, I messaged you guys as soon as I as soon as I heard it and I've listened to it probably ninety-eight times since I first heard it, but exactly how I feel for whatever reason, it like it gets me going. I'm I'm amped up. I've I've listened to it I think I, I, I don't want to keep rambling on, on numbers, but like I've listened to it on repeat several times. It, um, it gives me this like Bruno Mars type of vibe, like super like 90s dance, hip hop type of, you know, beat. Gucci Mane's verse on it is sick. I love when those drums come in, when, when his verse comes in, It just it just gets me hyped for whatever reason. And if I had listened to this album before we started this podcast, I think on our first episode we talked about our walk-up song or, or something like that. This would be the new one. I mean, this is how I, nice. I start. I start every day now with this song. Hannah probably hates it for <laughs> because it's you know <laughs> seven a.m. You've
0: pulled the radio treatment on. Yeah,
2: seven a.m. I'm freaking blasting this song, and I'm like, it just gets me. It, it's like caffeine. Like it, it's like a cup of coffee. It just gets me, you know, energized and ready for the day. I find it. F-
0: I was going to say, I find it interesting that this is the one that you think sounds like a Bruno Mars song because I think a lot of
2: the songs do, but specifically the drums that come in when Gucci Mane, you know, does his verse. It sounds just like finesse, uh, especially the Cardi B when she does that version, Uh, the drums that come in, it just reminds me of that. And it again, just sets sets me, sets me on another level.
0: See, I think I juice, I think is tailor-made for Bruno Mars to come in with a lyric on. Like that is, that is textbook Bruno Mars sound, I feel like. And I don't know a ton of Bruno, but I know that a lot of his pop, like all of his pop hips have that, uh, have that vibe to them. And it just sounds like I'm just waiting for it. And even her lyric structure, when she opens it, the way that she goes through some of those first verses is like, you can hear the Bruno, I, I don't want to say influence, but it, it sounds like Bruno.
1: I, I adored uh, both tracks. Um, with exa- exactly how I feel, um it it definitely sounded like house of pains um jump around um i i did a i did some research on like where that seemed, and i was not able to figure out where the hell that dun done, done. And I don't know if that's just like a super common sample and it's just kind of everywhere in hip hop, but um, it was very, very familiar. But Juice was my was my jam. Um, My favorite line from it, I'd be dripping so much sauce. I got a bitch looking like ragu (laughs) 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 has kind of kept a permanent (laughs) smile on my face, um, despite, you know, the challenging times uh, facing our country right now. Um, I think everybody could stand to listen to a little bit of Juice right now.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh I will I will say for me, my favorite track, like it it, it was cause I love you. Um, like that song hits so hard uh at the beginning. I, I love the lyrics and when I first listened to it and I listened to it a lot. Uh and every time I listened to it, like I interpreted the lyrics as very joyous. I interpreted it more as um Her trying to put into words what it feels like uh, for somebody who thought they'd never fall in love to fall in love. And like this idea that like, why are you crying? Well, I'm crying because I love you. And I thought this was never something accessible to me. Little did I know uh, it is more of a breakup track, according to Lizzo. So I completely misinterpreted the lyrics of my favorite song, Uh, but I still hold on to it. Uh, and, and I still like, that's the beauty of music too, is, you know, I've looked at these lyrics and I've listened to the song and, uh, I get my personal interpretation of what, cause I love you means. And that might be completely wrong to what Lizzo wrote it about, but I'm very proud of my interpretation and I'm going to hold on to that. And it's part of why it's my favorite song, other than the fact that it comes out of the gate and just slaps. Uh, it is, it's a jam, man. I, sorry, it's a banger. (laughs) I know we have to, since you,
2: since you explained what each one means now, we have to be careful with what words we use describing songs.
1: As far as other tracks, um, soulmate, I thought was a great kind of carry on from, from like the, the whole album just flows. Like it just kind of like, it's just, am I using the word correctly? Bangers kind of flowing into boppers maybe. And then getting there's back some bops, up into I would bangers say. and then go, it's a, it's a roller coaster. The whole album is a roller yeah. coaster ride. Um, well, the, the open, the first four
0: songs, like, are, I mean, just that run going straight into Jerome, yeah. because you're right. I mean, you've got, cause I love you, which just comes out of the gate hot, like a girl. Um, Dude, I love that track is a, before we, it's amazing.
2: Before we jump. Uh, yeah. I want to, I want to go on the track, the path you guys are going, but I just wanted to make like comment, like that one, again, I listened to this like several, several times. And like, that was another one that stuck out to me is like, positive girl anthem. I'm not a girl, but I like felt the positivity and I got some Carrie, some Katy Perry vibes from like the sound. Um, but that one was like a, a a catchy track. Like it's, it's major
0: positivity vibes. I found myself thinking of Kesha's woman, uh, from her rainbow
2: album, which is another track that I adore. It reminded me of Katy Perry's California girls. Like it just kind of like felt like that, that playful, like, you know,
0: Whatever. exactly um it does have one of my favorite line lyrics uh, on the album which is the only x's i care about are in my fucking chromosomes oh, i took that, like,
3: that too
0: <laughs> <laughs> i fucking love that um i do have one issue in the lyrics you know she talks about hanging out of the 750 uh, which is most likely a reference to a bmw 750 and lizzo if i can be completely honest like aim higher than like a high tier bmw like you know
1: like you can do You can better. get into an and Aston I, Martin if you really dream. like <laughs> Easy,
0: not a problem. Um, you know, uh, and then the one thing that I found really interesting is at the beginning of this album, you hear a voice say, go. And I found out that that is the, comes from the track producer, uh, Warren Felder, who also produced Demi Lovato's Sorry, Not Sorry. And that song features the exact, has the exact same sample at the beginning of the track Uh, it is the exact same go which I, i just find fascinating like a nice little way that producers can put a little signature into their music uh and and something that i just thought was really cool
1: so i think um you know the the track that was definitely different from a lot of them was jerome we've made a lot of references to that um and and what i loved about this album is again it was just it was very much so an intentional track order laid out, you know, it's a ride. I mean, this is a ride that, that I think Lizzo and her producers took us on. And um, in this, I, I wouldn't even say this was a high or low within the roller coaster, but it's different. It's, it's, it's markedly different from from the rest of the album. It's a deeply soulful tune, um, but she, she, she just pulls it off. Um, yeah. I really, we, we talked about – I can't remember the word that we described when we were talking with our friend uh, Gustav, but there's like a sense of uh, when you're listening to music and you get kind of chills. Do you remember the word, Ryan? Oh, he ca- – cut. yeah, frisian. Frisian. Um, I think I kind of experienced it listening to Jerome. Like you get kind of that tingly feeling up your spine. You get goosebumps. Um and I I really, really felt that um, very, very much um, kind of an Amy Winehouse-esque vibe on that track yes, as well. definitely. Yes, um, absolutely. But really good, at, really good track.
0: Luke, I do wonder, as our resident Southerner, if you could explain how savage the use of the lyric Bless Your Heart is.
1: Yeah, so Bless Your Heart... Um, has mixed use in the South, um, it is sometimes meant to genuinely bless your heart. Um, but it's also sometimes kind of a, a way to say, good Lord, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> 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 Heaven help you. Um, and it's, 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 it's so much is said with so few words. And I think it is a, a really important part of Southern culture. Um, to, and I'm glad you, I'm glad you highlighted that. Uh, it, it, <laughs> I,
0: I can remember the few times when I lived in North Carolina that I got blessed your heart, and it cuts
1: deep because yeah. you know what they mean, they're not blessing you, they are not blessing you.
0: <laughs> One of the things I loved about being in the South is it gave you an opportunity to be so nice that you could also you were so nice that you were actually mean to people, but there was nothing they could
1: do about it because you were nice. That and the phrase "might could" uh, <laughs> are my two favorites in the southern vernacular. Um, "Might could" is used. Uh, we might could go to the Piggly Wiggly, or we might could go to the food line to. We might could work on our uh, master's level thesis. I mean, it's it's used by people across the board, and as kind of as a Midwesterner transplanted here, is kind of one of the, it, the the southern language just has a the southern communication has a has a, a new nuanced feel to it that took a long, long time to get used to, and I by no means have mastered it yet.
0: Yeah. It takes a lifetime of mastery, but I, I would say you've, you've adapted very well. I do want to touch base. I mean, we could talk about so many of these songs at length. Um, one I wanted to touch on from a personal standpoint was Tempo, Yeah, because that was, that was actually the first song I heard by Lizzo that wasn't Truth Hurts or... Um, good as hell and that was the point when i was like i need to listen to more lizzo and it turns out that 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 song almost didn't make it on the album it was kind of it was on the chopping block uh in the studio and i can't imagine uh, not having that on here because i do really enjoy that song uh luke i think you have some some preferences on the missy elliott
1: Dude, I mean, what I mean, Missy Elliott essentially was Lizzo throughout 90s hip hop. I mean, that they are not I'm not saying that they're the same person, but they are immediately comparable to just the average listener from from the way that they look to the way kind of the attitude they have um, to honestly, even the way that they the way that they sing and they perform. Um, And it was just awesome to see Missy's inclusion because I have not heard a Missy Elliott song (laughs) In a really yeah, really 15, long twenty, 20 years,
0: yeah. yeah. Kyle, you might know this better than I do, but I think I think the last time I heard her, she was in one of the Super Bowl halftime performances a couple years ago. I think she was in Beyonce's uh, performance a few years back. I don't remember how long ago it was, but I, I'm
2: pretty sure she came out during that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I I don't remember, um, but I kind of have the same. Like I was you know, I was, when I saw that Missy Elliott was featured on one of these tracks, I was super excited because again, like Luke mentioned that she was the Lizzo of, of kind of our generation growing up. Um, and I was actually the first, the first time I heard this song was actually disappointed with kind of what they put together, because I think, um, you know i had just this idea of this just like epic track this was going to be the one on the album that they just blew away because there are these two powerful women that just fucking you know owned it and i just felt like it was just like almost there like it never got to that level and 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 the the example i can think of and i've listened to it several times since then and 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 actually enjoy it but like, there's this buildup between each verse or right before the chorus where they add this like where synth. Where the guitar comes in. Yeah, a little and bit, it's like dude. they're yeah. building me up to like fucking explode, and it never happens. It like they're like bump, bump, and then it's just like back to where it was. And I'm like, I was I was wanting you guys to just take off there, and they never took off. So but did like, you
0: notice? Yeah, did you notice that it finally builds into exactly how I feel? Yes, like it's, it's a the really same seamless shit. Yeah, transition. it's
1: the same, same exact buildup. But keys, same everything. I know we promised we wouldn't talk about keys, but yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I definitely, I definitely got that and, and picked that
2: up. But I just like wish they would have just like taken off for like a quick little chorus um, because it, it, I think it, it would have been awesome. Now that track was cool, but again, when I saw Missy Elliott, it like took me back. You know. years and I was like oh shit this is gonna be epic this is gonna be like work it this is gonna be like get your freak on it's gonna be you know and then um it it just left me a little it left me wanting more and I guess that's why I fell in love with exactly how you feel because maybe that track kind of fed off of what that one was missing and I just like grabbed onto it and was like yes this is what I wanted last track and I'm gonna hold on to it.
0: Yeah, Uh, and I do want to. I do. I do stand corrected. Uh, It was the 2015 Super Bowl halftime show, uh, and the headliner was Katy Perry.
3: Left Shark. Left Shark. Shark. As mentioned, it was
0: Left Shark. Shark. Oh my God! (laughs) It keeps coming back to Left Shark. You're right. Uh, I'm a little terrified to ask, um, but but it is a category here. Least favorite track on the album
1: i think if i if i had to pick one and i feel almost bad because i really felt like the whole album was truly genius um but so much of this album was kind of a nod to um late 70s funk um and i can see the temptation because you had like prince in the 80s that was still essentially doing funk music but was in the 80s um and Cry Baby kind of slipped into that very, like, 80s Flock of Seagulls. Like, the, the the loop behind it kind of sounds like a Flock of Seagulls track. And I just, yep. or, or sorry, a Duran Duran, I think is what I'm
0: thinking. Duran Duran, yeah. um, I will say, though, like, if Prince were still alive when this album was recorded, I think we could have expected a nasty Prince guitar solo on that track.
1: Yep, those were definitely the vibes I was feeling. And like I said, I'm being forced right, yeah. to pick a track. I liked it, but yeah, probably my least favorite.
2: Yeah. I, again, I, I made a note that was just like, you know, I didn't dislike any of these tracks, which, which I was surprised with, but if I had to pick one, it would, it would actually be the last track lingerie. And the only reason I, I I picked that one is, is I just don't think that's the best way to end this album. Now I know that she's, she's released like a super deluxe album, whatever the fuck that means. You know, she added a bunch more tracks with, with a couple of those singles that, that everybody knows, but her initial album ended with lingerie, and it just for, for the energy that was in the the whole album to end with lingerie, it just it just felt it, it felt like it wasn't the right track.
0: Yeah, uh, it, that is funny because I I do lean towards picking that as well, and this is such a hard decision uh, the same way. I mean, I think cry baby could come off. I love, I, I just like every time I think like, Oh, I'd take that off. I'm like, but I like that song. Right. Uh, but lingerie, it's really funny. She's quoted as saying, uh, talking about how you don't expect the album to end on this note and it leaves you wanting more. Um, and I think that kind of highlights Lizzo has this, uh, show person quality to her. I mean, she is a performer and she knows how to get the most, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time this past week watching various Lizzo performances from her SNL performance to her Grammys, VMAs, other live videos. The woman owns the stage and it's so fun to watch. So I, I,
2: it's kind of funny that, you know, I think we mentioned Waco earlier in this episode and, you know, how we don't really understand how these people have so much power over people. And like, you know, Lizzo almost has that um, charisma in that she controls a crowd and an audience and listeners. And the fact that she knows that, like, she purposely put lingerie last and she's like, I want you, you know, wanting more is like, it's genius, you know, looking back at it.
0: Oh, for sure. And and when the cult of Lizzo forms, um, again... (laughs) It's not a cult to the people who are in it. So (laughs) we'll be in it and it won't be a cult. But you're right. Luke said earlier, there is an aura, that witchiness around who she is and how she performs and how she sings. That is really incredible. But if you're going to make me choose, I think I I agree with you, Kyle. I'd take Liza, or I'd take, not Lizzo, uh, lingerie off the end. Just because the ride all the way up to it, I don't know if I could change anything on it.
1: I would really have to disagree because I just kind of felt like that an album is a concept, right? I think we can all kind of agree on that. And to me, I kind of visualized this album as a live performance. And it's kind of the, I'm really tired. I'm going to put you guys to bed and send you guys home. Um, and for me, it was the perfect end. Um, you know, it talks about a crescendo, and a but a crescendo doesn't have in within that song. A crescendo doesn't have to necessarily be a banger, to me. Um, and, and it was just a very like slow, sensual, and sexy song. <laughs> You know, lyrically, it was not super complex or impressive, but it, it just something about it was to me. I just I think it, it and you guys kind of alluded to this. So I don't know if we necessarily disagree, but it did. It left me one thing more. Like my wife and I were like, "Well, we've already come this far. Let's listen to the super deluxe version and just listen to the last four or five tracks." Um, but yeah, it was just it, it's one of my favorite tracks on the album. So sorry to part with you guys on that one, but uh, that no, was a perfect I... way to end the
0: album. This is a this is a tough decision, and I think Kyle and I are both. You know, I feel like I'm. It's a bit of an easy way out because I just I have so much so love different. for a lot of these it's songs. It's so different. Yeah, from everything. That's it.
2: That's the only reason. Again, the only reason I picked it is it was just like the the entire album was full of energy, and this one, you know, it was a different kind of energy, and I just I wanted it to end on like a high note.
0: I got I got to say though, reading the lyrics to lingerie without the like she goes all in on this song. I mean, she is not shy about where she wants you to go and what she wants you to do. Um, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's I, good for her. I mean, like that, that's one of the things I love is just this unapologetically, I'm going to be who I am and I'm going to express myself and who I am through song in the ways that I want to. And that like, I got to love it. Um, it's just, it, 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 they don't translate well to simply on paper
1: overall just magnificent album as a concept um broken out into the singles however you however you digest this album it doesn't matter it was just it was really fucking good it was really fucking good and i need to be listening to the radio more often apparently because i'm missing out i i i, I <laughs> that's all i got to say about that
0: we can we can do our very best to keep you honest via this podcast too. So um because, you know, as much as much as this is a tremendous album performed by a tremendous artist, there's also some pretty incredible garbage put out on the radio now too. And I, I say that I say that as somebody who is pretty heavily invested in pop music day in and day out. Um but I do think I do think it does highlight, you know, People are still putting out really valuable music, and we, you can't paint with one color when it comes to music. You need to you need to be willing to take the time, um, and that's kind of what we're all about here is is forcing uh, three gentlemen and and hopefully guests here and there with wildly different dif- opinions on music to to consider things that are are different from what they would normally listen
2: to. I want to do a quick plug since you brought in uh, you brought up. Pop music today, but um, I don't think we're gonna do one of her albums. But Dua Lipa's track right now, "Don't Start Now," dude.
0: I would I would do oh a my, Dua
2: Lipa album. Oh my god! Uh, I am. You think you think this Lizzo album was cool? That track, like that. I feel like I'm floating. I'm having to Google it. <laughs> check it. Check it out. Turn up your subwoofers you after that? this. <laughs>
0: So Kyle, I will say next time I don't think I've told you about this, but uh oh no, I, I think I have told Kyle about this. There is a wood block. Yeah, I in know, I know exactly where it's at. And once you hear it, you, you can never yeah. not hear it. But I love I adore the wood block. It's a fantastic little piece in the production. But I, I do a dua Lipa album. Luke, check it out after this.
1: I will. I will.
0: Yeah, we don't we don't need you getting distracted by another banger on a, <laughs> while we're recording. So uh, before we go into some of the the final categories, do you guys have any other questions or thoughts about the tracks or the album?
1: I think that this is a perfect example of why having an open mind is important. Um, you know, had you told me a year ago that I was going to be listening to a pop album that is essentially all over the radio... Um, it, it probably this 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 honestly would not have interested me and I'm, and I'm embarrassed to admit i mean honestly if my wife would have told me about this album hey this is a really good girl power album blah 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 blah. I, I don't know if i would have listened to it and i and i'm i need i've figured out that i just clearly need to listen to my wife more often um she's like yeah i've been listening to lizzo for years in the bathroom when i'm taking a shower and how how the fuck have you not been paying attention enough to not heard this um i yeah my wife told me
0: the exact same thing when Truth Hurts came down and it was still new enough and fresh enough that I was like, what is this? She's like, Oh, this is from like 2016. This is old. And we haven't even touched on her ability as a flute player or a flautist. like you know, <laughs> which is just another layer to the, the Lizzo puzzle here.
2: And I also don't think we touched on her vocals too. Like, you know, I, I, again, i I don't like her two singles that are that are overplayed on the radio, and so I was not looking forward to its album and you know I was kind of blown away by her vocals her voice she's incredible she's she's an incredible single singer uh Ryan mentioned she plays the flute um I think she was in the marching band in college, and you know she was classically trained on the flute um and and I think that's that's uh she plays a couple solos here on, on this track, but she's talented and um I guess I just never really had a level of appreciation for her, and and now I do, and, and I appreciate the way that she constructed this album because I think it, it, from start to finish, it just it it works. It's very
0: well done. Yeah, absolutely. And her voice, um, one of the one of the moments where I realized how great of a voice she had was Luke. I think you sent us her NPR Tiny Desk concert. Sure did. And she opens that short segment she opens with cause I loved you and her voice is exactly the same in that concert as it is on the album and that's one of the like I was just blown away um because you you kind of expect today for there to be a little bit of that studio help when you have such powerful vocals, not to bring it back to Kesha, but I've, I've gotten to see Kesha live. I adore Kesha's albums and, and she does have a little bit of studio help and that's no, no slight against her because I do think her voice is tremendous, but the studio helps push it into a range that's a little more, you know, commercially viable, but, but for Lizzo to come out and perform such a vocally powerful song and perform it exactly the same, it was tremendous and, and just a, a great example of her talent. We are going to go ahead uh, and jump into a couple more of the categories. We do need to discuss our favorite, high, what would be our high school yearbook
2: quote. Kyle, I'm going to start with you. Um, yeah, so I picked actually two um, okay. From two different songs, I know. Just breaking the rules here. <laughs> it was hard. This whole song was was about women and, and girl power, and you know, a lot of the quotes just didn't relate to a senior uh, male. Um, but yes, I, <laughs> I did pick. <laughs> yes, I had the same problem. <laughs> <laughs> I did pick two. Um, the first one was "Woke Up Feeling Like I Just Might Run for President" from "Like a Girl." And then I also picked one that I thought would be as like a you know kind of funny joke senior um quote uh torque skills up on legendary, which is from tempo so I just thought both of those would would work for me um but it it this was tough that was that was a tough question
0: i went with uh just thinking of like my emotional uh High school self, never getting the girl, and all of that. I put, I'm going with, if love ain't dead, I'ma kill it, cause it's killing me. And uh, Luke, that leaves
1: you. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I was a high school student, I liked to push the envelope. Um, so the line that I picked was, "Love is a drug with the amphetamine, D A R E. They'll be hooked on me. Um, I love the dare reference. Uh, we all grew up having to attend those fucking dare seminars, which. Did not work <laughs> <laughs> in the slightest um so I, I I like the reference there, and it's just a cool line it's a cool line does anybody remember what dare stood for uh, probably dr- uh, drug alcohol something education um, resistance education yep. <laughs> but nonsense like <laughs>
0: I'm on their website, I really want to. I, drug
2: and, I mean, I think we just called yeah. it. I don't,
1: I, I don't know, man. No, drug and alcohol resistance education. Oh, I, there you I go. think that's 100% what it is.
0: Uh, no, it is not. It's drug abuse resistance ah, education. So, alcohol. So, alcohol, yeah, is it. <laughs> alcohol is out of the picture. Well, in that case, I'll take another swig from my delightful Red oak
1: Based in Whitsett, mm. North Carolina. Mm hmm. <laughs>
0: This is actually their Big Oak. It's a Vienna-style Bach, but equally as delicious as their standard Red Oak or their Hummingbird Hellas, which I am quite partial to. Did you guys come up with any artists that you would like to see do a cover of this album? I might be coming in with one of my hottest takes of all time, so I'm going to let the two of you go first here.
1: I feel like mine was kind of a gimme. Um, I said TLC or Amy Winehouse was the two that I listed. (laughs) Great minds think alike, Kyle. I know. Son of thing? I, I,
2: TLC was one of mine, yet.
0: Yeah. Did you catch, she makes a TLC reference, I think in like a girl,
1: because
0: uh, Crazy Sexy Cool.
1: Oh, I did yep, not catch that. Right. Yeah, just the, the girl power, the girl attitude. Um, that's kind of where I got the TLC. And then just Amy Winehouse, because she's.
0: Or they yeah. gave Winehouse would be, yeah, that'd be a pretty cool. i made TLC
2: too, because they had, you know, they mixed a, a lot of vocals with some, some rapping, which I feel like Lizzo does. Um, but I also put Janik Jackson, because I think a lot of the sound of the songs could fit with, with kind of her, her vibe.
0: Um I actually did three, and I'm gonna build uh the first one again, I think maybe not a full cover, but I'd love to see them come together on an album was Kesha uh a lot of similar messages, like a lot of that vibe. that's weak i
2: gotta admit that's weak
0: it's getting better <laughs> um. The second one, uh, just because uh, the Minneapolis connection, and with everything on Cry Baby, I'd love to have Prince in some sort of capacity on this album. I think that'd make it really good. And prepare yourself because the hottest take of all, and it may be dipping my toes into musical blasphemy. And bear with me, but Aretha Franklin, dude, I wrote the
1: same thing on my. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I wrote the same thing on my drum
0: takes. <laughs> Look, I, I get she might not be the best person to handle some of the content, the word choice, or the rapping. But I and I went back, like I went back and started watching old Aretha videos to try and verify this in my head. And she, like, just to have her power behind some of these songs, and like, really specifically, like, "Cause I Love You," um, I would,
1: I, I think that'd be. I can't even describe that's the track that uh, I wrote it on I said sounds just mm-hmm. like Aretha Franklin you think <laughs> but like, you think
2: Aretha Franklin is a hotter take than Hall and Oates covering Justin Bieber
1: yeah I gotta agree yeah. I gotta agree <laughs> I think are- Aretha Franklin was kind of a gimme like she's a powerful I don't singer. know I, like, thought, I mean? thought
0: I thought that's like but like could you see Aretha Franklin doing like uh tempo? Tempo? yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> did you see
0: Aretha Franklin coming out on stage and telling you that slow songs are for skinny hoes I tip my hat <laughs> to you <laughs> But yeah, I, I would love it. I, I mean, and that's the thing is like, if, if Aretha was like, I'm doing a full cover of this album, I'd get a kick out of that part. But then I'd really be coming in for like, uh, Cause I Love You and Jerome and even like the audio to, you know, even the vocals on like lingerie and things
1: like, I would come back and I would, I'd be all over that. So, but Aretha recorded Respect for example in 1967, um, you know, which was not exactly a banner year um for, you know, civil rights and women's rights in the United States. So, was what Aretha was saying in Respect if you expand that into where we are now was is it is it that much of a leap? I mean, what she was probably saying was fairly quite controversial at the time. Um,
0: yeah, no, Luke, I think that's a fantastic point that, you know, if if Aretha was around today, she might be putting out, you know, she, she might be out there telling us about slow songs and how they relate to, to skinny hoes. And honestly, I would support that hook, line, and sinker. I would, too. I'd be all over that.
2: Kind of piggybacking off of that really quick, I, I would throw in Donna Summer, too. Um, and, the, you know, it, it's only relevant to me because I actually went to the Donna Summer musical, this past year <laughs> my mom had some why extra, did you, my mom had some extra why tickets why did you not
0: include that in your recap of 2019 i know I,
2: I it slipped my memory but but look thinking back and, and hearing you guys talk and listen to the album like it the, the vibe of this music kind of fit uh what you know donna donna summer kind of uh, approached with her career so you know i, I could, i'll throw that in there as, as my third
0: any like final thoughts on the album, y'all? Uh, where does it rank on your list of the now five albums? We've are we at five or four? We're at four,
2: I believe. Four. Yeah.
0: We're at four. Sorry, counting is hard. Uh, where does it rank on your list?
2: You know, for me, it it is at the top from what we've listened to. Um, uh, again, I think I mentioned this earlier, but just from start to finish, it was it was great to listen to. Each song was different. Um, and and it, you know, the whole album was just vibing. So I enjoyed it.
1: Agreed. Uh, this has pushed Pete Rock and I and I's center of attention, uh, off my number one spot. Uh, this is now my number one album that we've listened to thus far. Uh, so that's, um, that, that, that's significant for a pop album for Luke to. to (laughs) I gotta say this
0: is. This is the shocker of 2020 thus far. Nothing else compares to you putting Lizzo in your top spot thus far. And it, it's tops for me too. Um, this is a joy to listen to. You know, it, it never lags in a way that you don't want to be listening to it. And that's, that's something really special from this album. It is an album that for me, I'm currently searching for a way to own it on vinyl. So I have it. That's kind of one of my... Uh, it's one of those moments when I know an album means a lot to me when, I'm, when it goes on my Amazon wish list for vinyl and becomes something that I start searching for. Uh, and this is a great time now that it has earned top honors from all three of us to uh, entertain the two of you with a one-star Amazon review I discovered, <laughs> which, which comes under the title, Not What I Expected With The Cussing. And I quote, she cusses so much, it trashes the music, I had to return it. Terrible. She should stick to the flute, where she is super amazing. This album comes with an explicit content warning on the label, so I'm not really sure how they were surprised by anything that was contained within it.
1: I bet this I bet this woman reviews movies for focus on the family as well. Like, <laughs> get over it. Like, it's it's got an explicit label on it for a reason. <laughs> But she also like slipped in a, like a compliment in her negative review is like, she's incredible at the, at the flute. I think we're all just in, I, you didn't, we don't even know that it's a woman, but we're all just anticipating that it's a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> there was no gender identity within that post, I don't think. <laughs>
0: I I do feel that we need. I I, I get a kick out of uh, Luke. This week learned uh, was yeah. You learned about Karens on the internet this week and how that's become the.
1: Oh no, I, I've I've been from. But what amazed me was that I heard my mom use the phrase. That's it. It blew my mind. Like how popularized yeah. that has become, and I, I'm sorry. sorry for the plight of the Karens, but uh, I think the term Karen is hilarious. <laughs> Um,
0: to the to the tens of Karen's that are now turning off our podcast, we'd like to apologize. I'd like to
1: uh, speak with the manager.
0: <laughs> but also like if you're going to applaud her flute playing, give her like a two star review. Don't give her one, you know? Like like throw throw Lizzo a bone here on Amazon. This has been a really fun album. This has been a fun week to listen and and discuss i've i've really enjoyed this one with you guys i, I hope y'all the two of you have enjoyed it as well it It's just right. been a blast yeah <laughs> yeah luke is now replacing his old wilco
1: t-shirt with a lizzo t-shirt i think it would make me very relevant with uh with the youth i, I will say that
0: yeah statements like that uh are definitely not working in your favor <laughs> Uh, So yeah, we're we're coming to the end, which means we do have to add albums to the list and pick our next album. So I'm going to have Luke go first because he's got his inputted on the randomizer. So Luke, why don't you tell us what you're adding this week?
1: Uh, So I went ahead and picked a a album that is brand new or relatively new uh, by an artist that I I should hope that if you have breathed oxygen in your life, you've heard of. Um, I picked Three Chords and the Truth by Van Morrison. Um, You know, it, it. van van Morrison is amazing like and i'll I'll throw down with anybody that that uh, doesn't agree with that um but i was honestly not aware that that old van was still putting out music and putting out uh, hot takes um so as i was kind of looking through and trying to figure out what i wanted to listen to uh this week i just felt like that was a great great fit for uh the true random uh randomness of this podcast
0: I'll, I'm gonna need you to go second because I'm trying to decide. Here. I'm having a crisis of conflict here, trying yeah, to figure out what I, I'm I was having,
2: having the same feeling there. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with you know probably my my favorite artist is John Mayer. I'm gonna go with his his recent album, uh, The Search for Everything. Um, we went and saw him in concert last year, and it was it was one of the the most you know fun shows that I've ever been a part of. Um, I know people have their opinions on John Mayer. Um, but he's just one of the most talented guitarists of our time. And I really enjoyed his, his newest album, The Search for Everything.
1: Dude, John Mayer gets ripped on a lot, but I mean, he is the Jimi Hendrix of our generation. I mean, he's a legend. Yeah. Absolutely incredible on guitar, guitar. Um, I don't know if you've ever listened to it, Kyle, but the John Mayer trio album that he released. Oh yeah. Very uh, familiar. Yep fantastic and it's him redoing a lot of his stuff that he did solo and yeah he's just amazing he's just absolutely incredible
0: he he may be one that when history is you know written on his career he may be one who falls into that territory of uh somebody who's a really fantastic musician but uh the verdict is out on on who he is as an overall person
1: he broke up with jennifer love hewitt i mean that was like my fantasy (laughs) as he, a kid
2: <laughs> he's, da- he's dated all of our fantasies. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston?
0: Like how what's the age difference between those two? Like he also dated Taylor
2: Swift. Like, what is this guy doing? He's know, just like, like
0: <laughs> But like Jennifer Aniston and Taylor Swift, there's gotta be like a 30-year age difference. So where does easily. John Mayer fall in there? <laughs> you know, like uh yeah I, i'm I, I'm excited for that I'm glad you didn't put room for squares just because uh I am picking a a seminal uh high school album from my life which room for squares also was uh and I am picking hot fuss by the killers you know it's again i i've i've had this tendency of picking albums that that have a lot of strong memories tied to them the killers in that album it's a it's first of all a fantastic album uh but i also just have a lot of great memories tied to it and uh, memories tied to the first time I listened to it memories tied to continuing to listen to it and the eventual rise of Mr. Brightside to being just a bar anthem. And one of those songs, you know, kind of like journeys don't stop believing where if it comes on in a bar, everybody's standing up and singing along, uh, which is just a blast. So I am, I'm adding that and, you know, would be very happy to, to get a chance to to dive deep on it.
1: Actually, it is interesting. Um, the age difference is only nine years between Jennifer Aniston and John Mayer. Well,
0: what's the age difference between Taylor Swift and Jennifer Aniston.
1: Yeah. Uh, or Jennifer Mayer. Aniston is fifty-one. Taylor Swift uh, is uh,
0: younger than I am. She's born 22, in twenty-two.
1: I know that. 26? She's like,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: No, nah, she's turning. She's thirty now because Sorry. she was born in eighty-nine. After I was.
1: He's he's right there in the middle. He's he's, he's, he's all right. He's doing all And whatever. I I celebrate the man. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All
0: right. So I'm firing up the randomizer here, folks. Luke, try not to squeal too loudly, because this week the album selected is Weezer's The Blue Album. Hell yeah.
1: Uh, You want to talk a little
0: bit about this before we
1: wrap it up? So yeah, if you grew up at, at the same time that most of us did, I think there the, it's probably a two or three year age gap between all of us. Um, this album was just influential um, in in who I was as a person. It was part of my identity practically in high school. Um, a really cool fact that I learned is this album was included, or the um, Buddy Holly, which is kind of a title track, or sorry, not the the main track from this album. Uh, was featured with the release of Microsoft Windows 95. I don't know if you guys saw that post on Reddit the other day. Um, But it is, I think, probably one of the best works arguably by Weezer and probably one of the greatest works of all time. Um, it is a very, very um, short, very, very kind of, it's a 10 track album, which I think is kind of a Weezer tradition. Um, if memory serves, most of their albums are 10 tracks, um, but it's like a 33 minute album and it's just absolutely incredible um so if you've only ever listened to weezer's say it ain't so or buddy holly um this album's a ride and i think if you put your high school you hat on it'll even be more of a ride uh it's one of my favorites of all time and i'm really excited (laughs) really really excited to listen to it again the smile
0: on your face and and tune in next week when luke has a breakdown as kyle and i just purposefully shit all over the blue album (laughs)
1: Uh, oh, but, man, it'll be it'll be i, I will come out swinging <laughs>
0: <laughs> next week's gonna be a fight folks uh, but that's it for this week uh, we hope you've enjoyed our discussion of lizzo's because i love you remember uh we we recommend that you listen uh to the album ahead of time so this week you should be listening to weezer's the blue album I'm coming up with lots of great questions that you can send our way to Piss Off Luke. Uh, Again, you can send those to info at albumroulette.com, or you can DM us uh, on our Instagram, at albumroulette. Once again, uh, we hope everyone is staying safe. We hope you have a wonderful week. And as always, uh, we hope you keep calm and turn the music on. Bye, everyone.